This episode is sponsored by Eagle Rock Brewery, beer for the people. It's Pat and Drew, Quick Sixer Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 9. Today, we're live at Eagle Rock Brewing. Uh, brewery? Brewing? Brewery. Brewery. Yeah, brewery. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is our second live show from Brewery, Drew, and we're yeah. really excited. Excited Intr- to be at Eagle Rock? Yeah, excited to be at Eagle Rock. Excited um, to introduce our guest, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy, What's up, guys? Please introduce yourself. Thank you for having me. I'm Jeremy Robb. I'm one of the owners and founders of Eagle Rock Brewery. Um, we've been uh, been here for about a little over seven years now. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that like, were you into beer uh, prior to doing this, or were you get talked into it? Like, uh, how'd you get how it involved? Did the brewery start? Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was home brewing is is how many breweries start and uh, these days, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's same same with us. Uh, my dad and I, uh, my dad taught me to homebrew. This was like oh. back in mid nineties. Um, I was it was like ninety four, like done with high school, but like. Uh, kind of like, now I, I think I was looking at colleges, and then my dad, I saw him brewing, and I was like, wow, what, this is cool. What are you doing? It, yeah. It looks like green, and you know, he's boiling hops, and it was just on a, a little pot on our stovetop, and I was like, that's going to be beer? That's weird. Um, but then, yeah, you know, we, I tasted the beer that he finished. I was like, that's pretty cool. So then it was like, yeah. I want to try it. I want to brew with you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we did a bunch of batches together back in those days, and then I went off to college, drank a lot of shitty beer, and <laughs> forgot about <laughs> everybody. I mean, also back in those days, it wasn't like there was the the many options that you have now. So mm. you know, um, the options for good beer were, were pretty limited, anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, went off to college, drank a lot of cheap, shitty beer. Um, for sure. Then moved out to L.A. to get into the film industry, cool. and I, I did that. I was in the film industry for about 12 years total, um, but during that time, um, I about four or five years after I moved to L.A., my, my folks came out. Uh, I grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. My folks moved out here, and so I said, hey, Dad, you still have some of that old homebrew stuff? Like, maybe we dig it out and have a little celebration batch because the family's kind of reunited yeah um and so he's like yeah i do i do let's that's a good idea <laughs> and then you know this was 10 years later after this was about 2004 so um the options for like homebrewing supplies and like recipes and and the availability of good beers yeah. was so much more than 10 years prior so we, we brewed and had so much fun again, and then it was like, well, shit, there's so many options, and it's like, it was yeah. easy to kind of get bit by the bug at that point and just fall into brewing like once a month, and then yeah. let's make it better, and then twice a month, and yeah. like every week, and then getting kicked out of my kitchen into my garage, and then getting, you know, like. <laughs> Were you able to experiment with different kinds of beers with your kits like that, or do you had, you can only do like one kind of beer? I mean, you know, it started out with kits and with extract brewing um, and and then got comfortable with the process. And then, yeah, just started to had that 
that desire to want to create something of our own, you know, and, and um, had a lot of friends that were doing all grain brewing and it was like, ooh, this kind of barrier, this scary, like, can we do it? Like, yeah. and then of course, you know, we, we did it, made a huge mess the first time and, and the beer turned out okay. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, we'll be fine. We'll keep doing this. Um, then you basically came up with your craft and that started this whole yeah yeah i mean really that was it i have uh we at that point you know never had any formal training just just home brewing and, and reading all the books i could um and and same with my dad i then i took a course at like a distance learning course through the siebel institute um because i still had my day job and was at that point writing the business plan for the brewery right you know so um I, I knew that I needed to have at least some, just for my own confidence at least, yeah. <laughs> to have some, some more technical background. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did that, took a, that course through the Siebel Institute, and then, um, yeah, just finished the business plan, scrambled. Well, basically, you know your shit. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, I on. guess, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been around long enough to at least know a little bit. Know enough to yeah. be dangerous, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> um, so you... So 2009, you got this this setup, 2010 tap room, yep, and it was just like kind of a, you know, an obvious thing to do, you know, to get people interested in your beer is to get people to come to the brewery, and start drinking it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess at the time, you know, there wasn't like the the breweries that I looked up to and and sort sort of set a goal to kind of you know, to, to follow their footsteps and their business model. Mm. Um, they, they all had tasting rooms, but it seemed like all of the tasting rooms that we know that we, whenever we visited breweries, all of the tasting rooms were uh, almost an afterthought, like set up in the brew house and like, yeah, yeah, we kind of, you know, that. kind yeah. of, yeah, like not necessarily an afterthought, but it just wasn't like, it was more like, well, this will be the most convenient place to do it, and it might not be the most comfortable for guests. Um, but then we, my wife and I used to go to, um, you know, this is when we had money, before we started a business. Um, <laughs> we would go up and uh, do wine tasting up, up in, like, Santa Inez and, and yeah. Solvang in that area. And it was always a, a fun time, but it, it also was, like, an experience that was a lot more tailored to the customer and like even if you went to where th the spot where they were producing the wine and maybe even growing the wine yeah there was like a separate room set up that was just for the customers and it was a really nice retail space yeah so when we were getting this set up we thought you know we want to have more of a nice retail experience like that like you know a place where you can sit down relax you can see in the brew house yeah. and see yeah. that you're attached to the place where the beer is being made. I think that's the dopest yeah. part of this tap room is like, as you can see on the video, that you can look inside yeah, yeah. and see people working, see people like doing their thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that was one thing too that like, that whole window, I think it costs about eight grand extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't believe that's some of that's the. That's a big ass window. <laughs> well, so it was like, I think, the, I think the window itself and all of like the. You know, the custom sizing, yeah, the yeah. glass, the like, the, the glazing and everything was yeah. like, I think maybe three grand. And then 
the five grand addition was there's a fire curtain that it was like the building and safety was like, you know, LA building and safety is like, well, you have an industrial space right next (laughs) to a retail space and different occupancies. And if there's a fire back there, I'm like, well, the only exit is there. So yeah, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem getting out (laughs) very quickly, but of course building codes are what they are. So, um, we had to get this thing installed. It's, it's a metal curtain. There's a, a fuse that holds it up, and when, if, if there's a fire, that fuse will melt, oh. and the curtain will drop, and that'll keep people safe and trapped inside. So don't worry, if there's a fire in the back, you can finish your pint. <laughs> Rest assured. Take your time, and then we'll you can mosey Let everyone yeah. burn inside <laughs> Right, well, it's you know, supposed to like hold the fire back for at least an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, so, you know, mo- yeah, so yeah. money well spent, basically yeah. what you're saying. Uh, well, it cool. was it was a, a decision point. We're like, shit, do we spend this money? And well, yeah, that's a huge part of it. If you don't, you might as well be, yeah, I don't know, sitting in your house and drinking beer yeah. and looking at pictures of the brewery. What you know, yeah. you're not. <laughs> I mean, not not really, but just to to know that you're connected to this space where the beer yeah. is made is is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I want to get into, I guess. Tours, you give got you guys give tours, yeah. maybe yeah, uh, and then like what? So what is the specialty of this brewery? Um, yeah, the the tours uh, we started from the very beginning, um, and you know again it was kind of looking at other breweries that we admired and, and business models, places we had visited where they gave us a, a nice tour of the brew house and their operations, and. Uh, you know that was we always appreciated that. Uh, another another reason that we wanted to implement tours, and this ties in with kind of what our specialty is here, is that you know we we really wanted to focus on educating customers and helping to build this community of of beer uh, in LA. So you know. At that time, people would kind of joke about how L.A. was this beer wasteland. Like, San Diego was great. There was tons of breweries, and San Francisco was great, too. But this black hole of beer, as people referred to it, (laughs) in between was L.A. And um, so, you know, we we knew that there was a lot of potential here. And so we just said, hey, we want to, for me, it was like I live here, and I I want to, you know, make this, this is my hometown now, and I want to kind of help build this and make it something that we're all proud of. And had a lot of friends that were homebrewers that were lamenting about the fact that there wasn't a good beer culture in, in L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, um, that was a big reason to implement tours. And, and like I said, that's kind of been part of our focus from the very beginning was, was educating consumers and and focusing in on you know helping to build that community so when we started out we were only making three beers um solidarity which is a black mild uh it's 3.8 percent alcohol really dark in color but really light in body and flavor um and then uh revolution which uh is an is a pale ale yeah um light hop accented but not over the top not like you know, knock your face off. I, uh, 
you know, level of hopping. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then a Belgian style wit beer. And then the reason we chose those three styles is that we wanted to kind of kind of break it down into like flavor categories and, and yeah. base those on the ingredients. So, you know, four basic ingredients in beer, water, malt, hops, yeast. So excluding water from that, we wanted to have those three main flavor, those three main ingredients uh, represented in three different beers. Yeah. So, you know, a malt accented beer being Solidarity, a hop yeah. accented beer being Revolution, and a yeast accented beer being uh, manifesto, like more Belgian yeast character. Cool. Um, and then that way <clears throat> we could help educate people by saying like, you know, we give them a flight of beer and they say, you know, I like this one a lot. I like this, this manifesto, this Belgian-y thing, but I don't like the others. It's like, okay, now we have a starting point to be able to talk to this person, help educate them, you know, say, well, Here's other beers, beers that you might like if you if you're going out to dinner, friend's house. You pick yeah. up a bottle of something, try these types of beers. Um, you know, conversely, if it was like, hey, I, I like this this slightly hoppy one, then we could kind of go from there and, yeah. and say, cool. And then, you know, you, you earn people's trust that way, where they go, hey, th- these people really know. Yeah. What are they they're listening to me. They know what I'm talking about, and they That's made cool. some good recommendations. Yeah, so. Yeah. You open up that 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 uh, conversation, and yeah. you know. I'm looking at your roster now. You got quite a few. You got quite a few yeah, beers yeah. on on tap. Yeah, it's funny. I remember in the first year, uh, it was probably about a, a year in until we were able to. I think it was more than a year that we were able to fill up all eight taps with our own beers. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was like. Three of our own, and then five guest beers. Yeah, you know, and it was like, and uh, and did you like just the choose beers though, like our homie beers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other breweries that we looked up to, and and uh, so That's one cool. of the one of the first beers we served here as a guest beer was uh, from Alesmith Brewing Company. And that's actually where our equipment came from. Nice. Oh, cool. They were upgrading their brew house. Yeah. And so we bought their original equipment, which is a bunch of old dairy tanks. Um, that were converted into a brewing use. That's yeah. right. That's cool. Yeah, and so we, we bought those, and um, so of course, you know, we've always looked up to them as a as a good example of of what a brewery should be. And and even before we bought their equipment, it was that way. We're like, we really liked their beers, and we liked the people that were behind that business. So nice, yeah. nice man. That's so cool. I want to go back to this uh, to the LA culture, the black hole that you were talking. About. Because, like, that's kind of, I mean, besides obvious things like us wanting to try all of LA's beers, um, that's kind of, like, what we started this for, like, to try to see if we can build a small community that knows about all the LA beers. Like, that's why we've been reaching out to people, you guys included, but because we wanted to, you know, like, a lot of our friends don't know about the smaller brews around town, and, like, we're like... It's not hard to find. Like you know, you can hit a Google search and find them all. Yeah. So it's like, why not try to reach out to everybody and start yeah. something that you, people can? I mean, uh, in theory, like someone that goes to each brewery would listen to this and maybe figure out the other breweries around town. And they could try stuff out. Right. You know, kind of like a big family, but like. You know, exactly. Sections. Yeah. So I, mean, I think it's kind of cool that that's the way you guys 
thought about it at first. Yeah, um, I think it's it's great that you guys have that as as part of your focus too, because I mean I think you 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 know in whatever endeavor it is, I I feel like you have to have a, a core focus like that. That's you know for us, it's not just making good beer. You know we have to focus on other aspects because. Um, you know, of course, it's it's about the beer, but you know, beer is also something that we do while we're doing other things in our life. Like it's 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 a part of the bigger picture of things, and so you know, you, I feel like you really have to have that focus on on another aspect, and then you know, you bring in what it is that your your craft is. You bring it in to that, so it's it's not just focusing on that that craft and only only that you know because it, it it fits into the bigger picture in in your own life but also in in the community aspect yeah, too yeah, so sure and i think it's really really important now because like craft brewery is getting popular and as you were saying like la is kind of getting left behind with with i guess the public because they don't know because all they know is san diego and what they're doing and and uh i think there's like I think it's picked cool. up on a, on a good time. Like we've probably been doing this close to two years now, and we've seen personally we've seen new places pop up, and there's a lot. Like yeah, like <laughs> randomly, we were Drew was downtown one day and ran into somebody that had happened to listen to us one time, and said that their friend was starting a brewery out in like um, Montebello. Yeah, Montebello. Okay. We're like, all right, cool. Like, what's up with it? And then that dude was like, you should talk to this guy. And we're like, okay. And like, they're, I think that might be one of our next stops eventually. Cool. Because they're eventually going to be up. But as um, Angry Horse is them. Yeah. Oh, I know those guys. You yeah. Know those guys? yeah. 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 So they invited us out a while ago before they started building, which is kind of yeah. odd, but. What? Uh, it's cool though to also to see it at that at that stage. I mean, yeah. we had a we had a bunch of people come in here when we you know it was we hadn't built anything out yet, and, and yeah. we just had some tanks sitting in a in a weird warehouse down this weird street, and it was like, <laughs> you know, what's going on over here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of cool to see it in that in that stage because later on, you know, when it's finished and they're part of this. You know they're they're making beers and yeah. part of this community. Then you're gonna like, be like, hey, we we knew, we saw, we remember what it was like. Yeah. Thing. So like, yeah, for you, it's like you said seven years around. Yeah, a little over now. So, so like, nice. do you feel like, at this point, like a vet, or do you still feel like a like a rookie? Like, do you think that like, what's your mindset now, as opposed to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, I mean. I feel like a vet in some ways, um, but in other ways, I feel like a total newbie. Um, I think that your idea of like creating the community and getting people like to understand what they're drinking and stuff—that you, I think you were way ahead of your time with that. Like not ahead of your time, but like when you started it, that was a good way to get your brewery going. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we knew that we kind of had a. a you know, a steep curve ahead of us as far as, you know, getting new customers and, and reaching out to people and, and 
kind of convincing people, hey, beer can be different than you think it is. Beer can be really complex and, and, and good and interesting. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the most common statements that we heard in here in the tap room when we first opened was, oh, I don't really like beer. I just came with my friend because they want to check it out. You know, yeah, I'm a that's wine weird. Yeah. But we go, okay, what do you like to drink? You know, just talk, talking to people. Um, we'd find out, oh, you know, I, I like wines. I like this. I like that. Okay. Hey, try this. Just take a little, you know, yeah, taste yeah. this on me. Just see what you think. Oh, wow. What is that? It's like, oh, that's our black mild. That's solidarity. Oh, this doesn't taste like beer. Like, yeah. That, that idea that this doesn't taste like beer, because so many people had this preconceived notion of beer that was like, you know, I mean. Tastes this, like piss. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this Bud Miller Coors thing. Like the yeah. industrial like lagers <laughs> yeah. that dominated. I mean, now, of course, it's can't really say that because those companies make a lot of different beers too. But right. the, it was you know, that the industrial light lager was the dominant style, beer style in the world yeah. at that time. Just, just you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, and so people, when you said beer, that's what came into people's head was, you know, a fizzy yellow lager, you know, and, and some people loved it, some people hated it, but that's what it meant. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you give somebody a glass of something that's dark and lower in alcohol and you know just has a different body or you know or you give somebody you know a, a glass of like a oatmeal stout or something like that yeah whoa, yeah, that's crazy. whoa. what's going on or like an ipa people were suddenly like minds were getting blown and, and light bulbs were going off of people people saying oh this is this is beer this is what beer can be yeah yeah um, definitely so yeah i mean i think that's cool it, it was that was, you know, a goal accomplished in that sense. Yeah, that's rad. I mean, I mean, I, to answer your, your question, though, I feel like the part where I, I feel like a, a bit of a newbie is just the way that, that things are expanding so quickly now. Yeah. Not just breweries opening, but new people getting into beer and, mm -hmm. and what, you know, how the market is going. Like, I feel like I don't know the market. Like, I used to feel like I had a good pulse on it, but, um, you know, I was, we were having this conversation, all, our whole team was earlier today about how it's sometimes frustrating to make a really nice balanced beer that's nuanced and subtle, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do anything in the marketplace because a lot of people right now just want beers that are kind of uh, novelty beers in a way, like, you know, crazy additions, like fruit yeah. additions or yeah, spices yeah. or even crazy strong or crazy <laughs> hoppy or juicy, hazy, like yeah. these kind of weird extremes of, of flavor that, and it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying good or bad either way. I'm just saying that it's, it's getting people into beer and, and that's good in a sense, yeah. but for people to really it seems like the potentially bad side is that it seems like a lot of people are writing off these balanced, nuanced, nice beers because they're not, you know, they don't have, you know, pineapple guava juice mixed into <laughs> them or something like that, which, yeah. 
you know, like I said, not good or bad. Like maybe that pineapple guava juice beer is, is good. Everything um, but it yeah, doesn't mean you. other beers are not. Yeah. And, and those I feel like can be easily overlooked right now. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, got a, I got a question for you, actually. What? Uh, speaking of, once you have your good beer, you, you've, you've made the kind of beers you want. The next thing to do, like you said, is like getting, like marketing, getting people to come taste it, try it. Yep. Uh, this might be good for you to hear. Like, what, like, what do you think would drink, like, would bring you to a brewery? Like events, like some kind of like tasting. Yeah, to me? yeah, yeah. Because, oh. um, like, I think for me personally, um, yeah, probably something like that. I mean, I, I, I know where you're, you're going with this, but uh, yeah, some like um, everywhere we go, I like if we're just chilling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like I like trying. Some, somebody's flight, and I don't. I don't want to know what they are. But, like I don't want to pick them. I don't want to pick any beer. I just yeah. want you. You give me what you think. You know, what you like. And even if I don't particularly dig it too much, some of them I'll just be like, yeah, this is cool. This is not for me. Just like you're saying. Sure. Um. But yeah, I think that. I think tasting events, like um, what we've seen it. A little bit recently is like a couple of breweries having like, oh, this is our new thing. We're having a, uh, a tasting event for this particular beer. Maybe there's like uh, a happy hour for like one, literally one hour, and like you can get like a pint or uh-huh. a taster yeah. or something. And if you dig it, then you know you pay for the next one, obviously. But that's I think that's pretty cool. And I think if you can have like a a network. Even if it's just like a um, like a Facebook page or something like that, um, that'll bring people in and like try something out. I, yeah. I think that's fun. I f- yeah, I feel like I feel like the tasting event, especially with new stuff, is like uh-huh. really cool for me because like I want to be able to try something that's just coming out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously like <laughs> discounts. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like like I mean, they, like... <laughs> they like draw mass people, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah, the yeah. particular people want to know like that. Well, people love to be on top of the new shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. We we talk about, um, we often get into video game talk a lot on this. And recently, we've been talking about how Nintendo's new console comes out in like three weeks. Oh, okay. I think I've... The Switch. Switch? They had a Super Bowl. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, the thing where you pop it, it looks like an iPad. Anyway, (laughs) an iPad with controllers on it. Anyway, we've been talking about that for a year because they've been teasing it or whatever but there is it's one of those things where I saw there's no no pre-sales allowed anymore they're all sold out okay they've been sold out for like two weeks right but I saw on eBay the other day one going for like a G oh yeah yeah this is ridiculous (laughs) they're selling a pre-sale yeah yeah like oh and the thing is I was thinking about it I was like you're not getting that day one you're not going to be the, the person that plays it on day one because they're going to have to get it and then send it to you. I mean, is it... Yeah, so I, I, I totally <laughs> understand what you're saying and also how that ties into the beer thing too, but so how important is it, I guess, how important is it for you to have that console on day one and play it before anybody else? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it that I don't important? I don't, I don't think so, but I think 
I think it's a, it's it, a you feel included, of, you know? Yeah, it's it, a mindset of the masses. Like, everybody, that's why everyone, like, waits outside of Apple for the new iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want right. to get it first to, to like, like, try oh, it or whatever. Oh, man, it's got a new emoji. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, culture is stupid in that way. But I guess I do, I do it for things that I really like. Yeah. Obviously, like beer. Yeah, definitely. And I mean... I mean, to go back to this, like tasting events, you get to try the new thing that maybe isn't even available to like bring away from that brewery at the time, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like you can, maybe you can only taste it there, and you can't can't even get a growler fill or anything like that. I mean, that's that's uh, uh that is right now a big part of of what's happening in in the market and in the community is there's there's yeah. um. Especially when it comes to IPAs, because people are going bananas over IPAs now. It's like they've discovered a brand new style or something. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I only sort of joke about it because and there are a lot of new people coming into the world of beer, and they're like, "Oh my God, these IPAs! I love them!" and, and they're legitimately excited, and yeah, and they want, you know, they're willing to do anything to get the new. IPA before IPA. anybody else does. <laughs> so, you know, people wait in line for hours to get a four-pack of some new IPA or yeah. double IPA and pay top dollar for it. And then I think part of the, the draw is not only getting it and tasting it, yeah. but, you know, mailing off some of it to your friends on the East Coast and they're going to ship you back some heady topper and that's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean... The, yeah, yeah. So, in, in, in a sense, it's like this kind of video game aspect comes into it where it's like you know you're you're almost playing a game it's like you got to get your your untapped and rate beer check-ins <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> all everything all uh, every single beer ever made you need to check those <laughs> in them all. and yeah, yeah oh, it's man. like the pokemon thing almost <laughs> pokemon beer like yes uh, and it's comparison yeah it's what, uh, what do you want me to grab from him uh, actually, yeah, let's, I think the next beer will be barrel-aged Unionist, so you can see this, we had the base beer now, okay. you can see a version that's been aging in a barrel, um, with Britannomyces added, so. Okay. Nice. Well, that's dope. So, when Drew gets back, I want to talk about some of, um, the events you guys got going on. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so, I mean, we can start right now, but going... I guess we can go straight into the video games thing. Uh, for Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is coming up. By the time you hear this, it'll be two days away. So you know, head over here. But uh, it's what is it's called? Red Velvet and video games. Yeah. So um, we're we're releasing a, a beer that we've made since 2010 mm -hmm. um, called Red Velvet, and okay. that's a, an imperial red ale with rye. Oh, nice. So. That was originally um, a, a home brewer won a competition, and we committed to brew the winner of that competition uh, as our pro-am beer and enter that into the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, cool. That year, it actually won a gold medal in that category. Oh, shit. Uh, the pro-am category. That's amazing. And so it was pretty awesome. Like, we were blown away our first year ever in, you know, being a brewery and entering GABF. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, also kudos to, to the homebrewer, Donnie yeah. Hummel, who, who came up with that recipe and, and, and brewed it. That's and then rad. Brewed it with us. So 
anyways, it's that beer is is you know the name, as it implies, it's very smooth. The rye contributes a lot of uh, sort of a silky texture, a lot of like body and, and smoothness to that to that body. Nice. Um, it's an eleven percent beer, so Woo. you know aphrodisiac, a little like Ooh. gets you a little swervy yeah. and yeah, yeah. Sexy, this one? sexy time. This one we're drinking. No, no, <laughs> sorry, I was like, oh, we, we skipped skip ahead. <laughs> you were gone, so we we skipped ahead. <laughs> we're talking about well, uh, red velvet and video games. Their event coming up. Okay, okay. Nice. <laughs> he was all getting off. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. So, so that that one, and it's a very hoppy imperial red ale. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, we're we're releasing that again this year, and we're putting it in cans for the first time. Oh, cool! Which is exciting. Um, and so on Valentine's Day, we figured, you know, it's hard for us as a brewery. It's hard to compete with uh, all the restaurants that are doing romantic beer dinners and such. And so we thought, well, we'll do like a, we'll do a, uh, you know, we'll just go the other direction with it. We'll go anti-romantic. Yeah, and instead of being romantic and beer dinner vibes, we'll just do like, hey, video games and yeah. and uh, no friendo, so to speak. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're gonna have a, a, a tournament. We're gonna do like brackets, um, That's cool. and have uh, it's gonna be classic Street Fighter, the uh, like Ooh, Street Fighter Two. So psyched about that. That's so yeah. rad. So it's yeah, so it's just be a fun day, and then, and then we're releasing Red Velvet on that day. I think we need to have a double date. Cheers, guys. I think so. Here's yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cheers. next beer. This is very tasty. I so think my wife would love this. You can, um, you know, Don't right you away, you, you see the similarities. It looks very similar yeah, to the first, to the Unionist, the base beer. But, you know, aroma-wise, it's a lot more complex. Um, this beer, this series of beers um, is something we started last year. We're calling it our Woodwork Projects. And the idea is these beers are all basically like one-offs, individual uh, beers that are kind of a study in in the effects of wood and time on on beer. So you put beer into wood, um, right away it's gonna, you know, it's gonna start changing. Um, It's gonna it's gonna oxidize slightly. The the wood is permeable to gas but yeah, very yep. slowly so you know over time oxygen starts to get in and start to change the beer slightly um the the wood some of the, the tannins and vanillins and other properties that are in the wood um can infuse into the beer um if there's in in the case of this we've we've pitched a, a different culture of yeast um Britannomyces. And that adds another level of complexity. That Britannomyces uses the oxygen that's slowly infusing through the wood um, to metabolize some of the, the sugars that are left in the in the finished beer, so oh, like cool. in the base beer. And then as it's metabolizing those, it's creating, you know, interesting flavor compounds. It's creating a little bit more alcohol, a little bit more CO2. Um, but the main thing is like those fun, interesting flavor yeah. compounds. Yeah, this is awesome. That's awesome. So it's it's like a beer transformed kind of. I don't think I've ever had anything like this. this it's like, it, hold on, hold on. I feel like it smells like. It's like the wine of it beers. It smells like a wine. Well, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, wine of beers. So this is um, 
aged in red wine barrels, and so you might actually be picking up some of the residual, you know, wine that was soaked into the wood. Yeah. You might be picking up some of that flavor. Is it, yeah. is it a certain wine? Like, did you have to buy the barrels from like a, a winery or? Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we can get Lee over here to answer. He's he's our, our barrel master. Okay. These have different numbers on them too, like wood. 0002 yeah. they, so they're all different because barrels, they're right? a one off this is a, a one off like each each one of these beers in this series is a one off yeah. so the first beer we produced in this series was called Zagermeister mm -hmm. it was a sour blonde ale with uh, pluots and mangoes nice oh, cool. and so that was wood 001 this one barrel aged unionist is is the second one the third one we did is called cerveza frambuesa it's a a blend of sour blonde and, and red ales with raspberries added. Um, so, you know, just fun yeah. experiments. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, really interesting, awesome. nuanced beers. That's so. awesome. Yeah, it's very awesome. Thank you. It's a nice comparison, too, to see that side by side with the, yeah, the, first, the base definitely. beer. Because it's... They're different beers, but yeah. I mean, you can you kind have, of see the threads. Yeah, I mean, you have them both. Let's hold up right now. Yeah. So this is the one we're having right now in the wine barrels one. This is the one we just had. The base beer, right? The base beer. This is what we have. Yeah, he has both. I got a little bit of the the bottle bottoms, I think. So mine got a little little cloudy in that, but uh -huh. it's fine. But still. That's cool. Oh, man. They're really good. Thank you. Yeah, um, seriously. Britannomyces is is a very fun um, yeast to play with. It's it's um it can be very unpredictable um, and very slow to work in, mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Um, but the the flavors it can produce are, are really interesting and they go beyond what your your typical brewing yeast will what flavors your typical brewing yeast will produce. Um, you know, it tends to be the flavor profile from Britannomyces can be anywhere from like, um, you know, tart to uh, very fruity, uh, very earthy, kind of like clovey, spicy, um, slightly smoky. Um, yeah, really interesting. Some some people describe the flavor of Britannomyces or certain types of Britannomyces as like horse blanket or farmy, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely Organic acids that are in that family of, of flavors and aromas. Um, yeah. One other thing too, I, just a quick thing about this this beer. Yeah. As it warms up, it's gonna kind of open up a little more, get more complex. Oh, I should let it chill for. Well, yeah. not chill. I for mean, a sec. up to you guys. How you, it's see, very tasty. Once it's in your glass, you can do whatever you want. With <laughs> it, so. Love it, love it. So, we were looking at your website, mm -hmm. and uh, you have in the thing on there called the Women's Beer Forum. Yeah. We thought that was really cool. Um, we read a little bit about it. So it sounds like it's a place where, well, you, you come here, uh -huh. tap room, for women who drink around women so they don't feel like pressured by guys or whatever, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So my wife started it, um, and it's now in, she's about to celebrate, in March, she will celebrate six years of the Women's Beer Forum. Nice. Which is kind of nice. incredible. I mean... She's been doing it every month for six, six years, years, with the exception of one month she took off 
because she gave birth to our son. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's kind of incredible. Excusable, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it really, it really is. And and I think, without exception, she has not repeated any topics, which is cool. So, the reason that she started it was, um, like you mentioned, like the, you know, the, the men pressuring women about what they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they think a woman is gonna like or not like. So Ting, my wife, um, yeah, she was you know a little bit tired of going up to a bar, asking the bartender, hey, what beers do you have on tap? And he would say, oh, we've got this and this. You'll really like this, you know, raspberry wheat beer we have. And she's like, no, I won't. Why do you think that? Just because <laughs> I'm a woman? Like, never mind. Give me a scotch and eat, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's something that I think as men, we don't think about that much because it, it's, we're not faced with it. Yeah, yeah know, definitely, definitely. And so, um, but it's, you know, definitely a very real thing. And then the other aspect that she noticed and, and it was bugging her um so kind of an impetus to start this was when we started up you know <laughs> all of us all hands on deck so we'd be behind the bar ting would be behind the bar um and a couple would come in and you know they'd be looking at the menu trying to decide and the guy would be like oh you're gonna like that whip beer like i'll get you the she'll have the whip beer and then no word from the woman whether yeah. you know confirmation yeah, of that yeah, yeah, order yeah. or yeah. <laughs> you know and ting always was annoyed by that so yeah she started the women's women's forum and the first time she did it she thought you know i don't know maybe 20 women will show up i don't know like who knows and so we we're talking about just taking up a corner of the tap room but the more we talked about that we thought, you know, like, we don't want it to turn into, like, a ladies' night and have dudes show up and be like, hey, ladies, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Check out my beer knowledge, uh, you know? Like, <laughs> no, like, that's not, <laughs> totally not the point. <laughs> not, not the point. So we said, all right, we're going to do it in the brew house. And, like, you have to be a woman to, and, you know, be paying for the forum. And they have, like, these name tags. Like, that's how you, you get in. Oh, right, cool. right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, guys aren't allowed back there unless it's a brewer that's presenting a flight of beers you know? yeah so so basically that's it ting will will select a, a topic um she'll create a flight of beers based around that topic sometimes it involves another brewer another brewery um sometimes it involves like a a, a food pairing aspect uh-huh. nice but it rarely involves all or sometimes i, I should say it rarely includes our beers <laughs> There's occasions where she'll have like one, yeah. one or maybe two of our beers in the flight, but nice. oh, that's it's not cool. like, hey, check out Eagle Rock's beers. It's like, it's more about, it, you know, advancing the community and saying, hey, that's there's cool. a lot of other brewers. That's really rad. And uh, it seems like that this whole thing is like a whole like family oriented like oh, establishment. Yeah. You, you said you started with your dad. You got your wife involved. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's. Um, me and my wife and my dad are the the three like business partners here, um, three owners, as it were. Yeah. Um, and our team is is pretty small. It's it's seven people that that do everything, nice. um, not including us three. Oh wow. Um, so ten if you include all of us. Um. Um. But yeah, we, it's a lot. 
everybody on our team wears a lot of hats, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it's so, you know, you see the, the paintings up there uh, yeah, on yeah. the wall. That's pretty much like the founders, <laughs> the founding crew. So me and, me and my dad and, and my wife are up, up on the on top, top row. Yeah. And then the bottom row, um, Lee and Eric on the, Lee's in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Eric is, is on Lee the right. That yeah, Lee? that's Lee okay. over there with the hat. The, must, the same mustache. You can't, you can't oh, mistake Ross, that. <laughs> and then the guy on the left on the bottom is Lee's brother, Andrew, who was with us from the beginning and was with us up until uh, about two, just under two years ago. And then he moved to Florida with his wife. Um, they were pregnant and her family's in Florida, so it was like yeah, it makes sense. It was you know, it's like yeah, of course, yeah, gotta do that. But still helps us out on projects from time to time. That's dope. And, um, yeah. My question off the record was gonna be, where did you get these dope ass paintings, and how yeah. can I get one? Cause and that's cool. Can so we Instagram one? Later? One of our customers actually. Really? Customers? Yeah, yeah. But that's dope. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. On a I got, you can. I, I, I have her contact video info. Around. If you if you want to get a hold of her, I'm sure you know she could <laughs> give you. That's a rad. For, uh, that's super rad. We're definitely gonna we're, we're gonna throw some some Instagrams and and whatnot. People, we've been like teasing that we're gonna come here. Cool. And uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we even told anybody that we were. I think we're going to like after. That's and cool. we're like, hey, we were just here. Um, it's it's funny now. People look at those paintings and they're like, so which one is you? Because now yeah, it's yeah. like me and Lee switched hairstyles pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, she, um, she cut she cut it off and you you grew it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your your dad is super happy in that painting. Though. Oh yeah, he's he I'm loves like, beer. Yeah, he's, I'm, he's I'm happy. loving the sweat cups happy too. Yeah, you don't <laughs> sweat. You don't get sweat in your hands when you drink a beer. We uh, we have those. We. One of our, actually our, <laughs> our first full-time employees. So I'll go back a little bit. And so Lee and Andrew, his brother Andrew, and then Eric uh, came in when we, were, when we were getting started. Before we were even open, they uh, came in and, or I'd see them at like homebrew club meetings. And uh, I was doing a blog to document the startup process and, and just kind of also as a reminder when I got really depressed, I could look back and go, oh, I have accomplished a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were checking out the blog, and it was like, hey, you know, I, this sounds cool. I'd like to check it out and maybe be part of it and just help out in any way. Yeah. So uh, the three of those guys started just volunteering here. And um, cool. yeah, it was great because we were so overwhelmed doing yeah. everything. It's like, great, these guys can help. Um, you know, they were helping to pour beers in the tap room they were helping around the brew house yeah. and um you know they also were hoping to learn more about brewing because all everyone those guys were all home brewers as well first nice. and so yeah it was really cool i mean we all kind of learned together i mean um you know it was like this was the first professional brewing experience on the big scale so yeah. uh for any of us so um so but our first full-time employee, um, those guys were still volunteering. And then our first full-time employee was a guy that came from uh, Harpoon Brewing. Oh, rad. And his, his cool. uh, girlfriend had moved out here for a job. So he came out here with her. And 
the job that he had lined up, the brewing job that he had lined up, yeah. fell through. So on his visit, before he moved out here, he came in, m met him, liked his beers, you know, or he liked our beers a lot, and, um, and said, well, I'm going to be working here at this brewery, but it'll be cool. To, it's nice to meet you, and it'll be cool to hang out and yeah. mm -hmm. know a fellow brewer. Yeah, so... So then he called me like two weeks before he was going to move out. He's like, hey, man, that job fell through, but I'm still moving to L.A. <laughs> Any chance you need help? And at that moment in time, I was like, hell yes, I'm so overwhelmed. I need yeah. help. And I was excited, too, because I was like, wow, this guy is a professional brewer. He, know, he like, I didn't consider myself a professional brewer, you know, even though I, I was technically, but yeah. I didn't really have... Yeah, yeah. I was always like, am I doing this right? Like, yeah, I don't no, know. I guess you, I guess you. I mean, yeah. So, anyways, he came out, it worked out great. Um, he was our, our first full time employee. His name's Pat Chowder, because he's from the East Coast. He's a Mainer, so we call nice. him Chowder. That's funny. Um, and he asked if we could get those sweatbands, because when we first started, we didn't have any air conditioning in the brew house, Ooh. and it was brutally hot. Oh, so, we got those made up and. and Embroidered that's with our dope. logo uh, and that's super yeah. that's cool. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I know I can tell stories for days. They're, no, they're good though. <laughs> they're, they're good. good. No. Um, what part of New York are you from? Um, I grew up in uh, Rochester, New York. No shit, on Long Island. No, um, it's up near. Like, it's upstate? western. Yeah, okay. western New York. Uh, that's what I mean. Near I um. You know where Rochester. you're from, Long Island. I know. That's, he wanted, that's I, what he wanted to say. He wanted to say, "Oh, I'm from Long Island." I did. I did want to say, it. But, it, <laughs> I, but I don't know. But it's actually Regardless. check this out. So, so Pat Chowder yeah. um, moved back. He left us to move back to the East Coast because his his not then fiance now wife um, mm -hmm. got an even better job back in New York. Oh, right. She works in in the music industry doing like uh, publicity and works with artists cool cool so um he's like we can't turn down this and yeah i can probably get a job out there so he did he started working for <laughs> some breweries in new york and then after i don't know maybe six months to a year after being out there uh some other friends approached him about starting their own brewery and he's like yeah i'm, I'm in so they started up uh, Flagship Brewing, which is on Staten Island, the first brewery on Staten Island. Really? That's cool. And, uh, or at least since Prohibition, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there was one before. But uh, anyways, we did a collaboration beer with them last year. Um, it was uh, it's called a Coastally Neutral IPA, we called it, uh, called Not Your Bro, Dog. That's, uh, Not Your Bro, Dog. Um, that's funny and so yeah it was it was a fun beer it was we flew out there and brewed it on their system and then he came out here and brewed it on our system and oh that's cool the cross cool. coastal collaborative release so yeah, it, was, it was fun dope. um man so i wanted to ask you i mean we talked about video games a little bit earlier but did this video game valentine's day thing start from you being a gamer at all or uh, it was actually this one came up from uh, from Chelsea, who's our taproom manager and and uh, and uh, PR marketing. Yeah, manager. shout out to Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> helped schedule this she thing. She was like, "Hey, what if, what if we did, you know, this for Valentine's Day?" Because we were thinking about brainstorming events and just yeah. thinking about what to do. Um, so yeah, she was. That's rad. Credit, cool. credit That's to rad. her. Yeah. 
I was I was wondering. I was like, this is like an odd. Thing. We've we've been to places where they have like video game things that happen, but uh, it's well, really rad to have it at a at a brewery. That's really cool. Yeah, we we've seen like uh, like barcades are getting popular now. Barcade. Yeah. So we were, we were laughing. Yeah. We were like, oh, now it's a brewcade. Yeah, that's a brewery <laughs> yeah. arcade. Well, we've done. You know, we do trivia nights here regularly. We've done D and D nights here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just you know, get like, real deep. Just get, get into it. There's I mean, a, when you're a nerd, you're a nerd, right? There's a true, place. True. Oh like, yeah. There's it a place. We're all nerds. So. There's a place up the street from his apartment that it gets so deep on some D and D. I live next to Game Empire, which is like basically this, this just, place. Okay, and we don't yeah. we don't do, do that, but it was like every I don't know what day it is. They oh, go they go in. But, like it's oh, like a yeah. hundred deep but, in that place. What's funny that you mentioned D and D is. We have a friend in San Diego who uh, is a part of a meadery, not uh-huh. a not sure. a brewery, a yeah. meadery, and they all <laughs> play D and D like oh, just yeah. during the. <laughs> we used to do. I mean, so about two years ago, my wife and I partnered with her brother, who's a chef, and we opened a restaurant. So it's Eagle Rock Brewery Public House. So that's about four miles from here. You, um, mm-hmm. but before then, when we had more time on our hands, um, <laughs> yeah. we used to play like group D and D like it was like our crew would get together and play D uh-huh. oh, and right. uh, we, we each you know we had our own characters and oh yeah and our, our one of our brewers here is uh he was the dungeon master because nice. he's course. the most of experienced course, yeah. and he had all the books and <laughs> makes sense so it was it was a lot of fun um that's rad man. that's fact, cool one of the if you go back into the brew house by our three compartment sink um there's a, a big whisk and it's for for mixing in like uh our, our kettle findings, like our whirl flock, okay. uh, before you dump it into the kettle. Yeah. Um, and it's somebody put a, a P Touch sticker that says plus one masterwork whisk. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, it's pretty deep nerd it's really around amazing. here. That's yeah. cool. That's easily the coolest, <laughs> coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, we, we nerd out quite a bit on this podcast. You more than I do. Well, you love to nerd out. The thing is, that I just like to be informed. And it just comes out real nerdy, though. Yeah, because yeah, he loves video games. Nothing well, wrong with being a nerd. It's not even just that. It's like between video games, skateboarding, and this. And mm-hmm. we actually, <laughs> I was gonna ask you about film production too in a sec, but that's what we do. Like he's about yeah. to go film the Grammys on Sunday. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And which I was gonna mention, if you guys give me a shirt, I'll put it under my suit and sit and take a s- selfie. With oh, it. all right, all right. I'd be like, Eagle Rock, represent. <laughs> if you want. Yeah, but, uh, fuck, where is it going? I don't, uh, nerd, you were nerding. Yeah, you were hardcore, obviously, nerding. just blanked out. Uh, uh, film production. Yeah, yeah, so like, what did you do when you were in production? Um, so, my, so when I was it's still in school, I went to school in Florida at uh, Full Sail Center for the oh, recording shit. arts. Oh, shit, really? Dude, dude, the real deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was that okay. was my career. for, for So I went yeah, there man. right out of high school. Um, went there for audio production, but okay. then I learned about you know post-production for film and video, and I thought, that sounds really cool. I, I want to do that instead. So um, finished that program. Uh, stayed on a little extra to do some some video production programs there as well, and mm-hmm. then um, moved to LA. You know, s- just like anyone, started as a grunt, yep. as a driver. Yep. Um, at a company called Sound Deluxe, um, and that was a, basically like an, an audio post production facility. Okay. Um, so yeah, I did that. Drove for them for a little while. Wanted to get into uh, 
you know, the, the, the editing side of things, but my path had to go through the accounting department. Yeah. Uh, so I went and worked in the accounting department <laughs> for like six or nine months and then finally got an opening to uh, assist somebody doing uh, sound effects librarian work. And cool. then kind of went through a few changes and then ended up doing music editing. So that's where I, oh, I kind of focused. Because, um, yeah, I, I played music all through high school. And then, uh, you know, that, that was really where, where my interest and, and passion was. So, yeah, I did, I did music editing for probably about t 10 years, I think it was. Rad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. That's super yeah. rad. Uh, yeah, I got I, I got roped into to the Grammys I guess a year or so ago, and we I just been like doing uh, documentary work for them and stuff. Like last night, I was at uh, the P and E wing, uh, like they were honoring Jack White, and it's like basically oh cool yeah it was like really it was it was awesome and there's a bunch of people there um, and like uh, we try to tell stories about people in the industry that don't get recognized. Yeah, yep. And 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 why, you know, why are the celebrities of the industry getting more money than they are when they're the ones that are doing stuff, like, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to expose a little bit more like I mean, people think of the Grammys they think the award show. Right. But they're they're it's a it's a foundation they're trying to like promote, you know, music and yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, the, the people they work on music. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's really, something that, like, unless you're a music nerd, you, you generally don't know about producers or engineers exactly, or right, yeah, any yeah. of that side right. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, production for me, I mean, recently I've been production managing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, a lot of field work, a lot yep. of office work. But, um, <clears throat> I don't know, today's been actually a really rad day for me. Go I ahead. mean, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Before we get into our last topic. <laughs> All right, so obviously this is happening, so this is rad. But also, me and Drew, um, to end this season, I'm moving to Nashville in July. Okay. So, because cool. we have family in Memphis, and me and my wife aren't getting any younger. Probably can't afford to have kids out here and do that whole thing, like, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so we were thinking about there. And then, uh, so we're going to move there and uh i don't know where's that going with this oh yeah so best day so we're gonna film this best video day. part uh this skateboarding so that's kind of how me and drew became friends through skateboard okay so we're gonna film a joint part to kind of cap this season of the podcast and i guess we actually haven't talked about this before on the show what filming the part? Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is supposed to be a surprise. Fuck, I just ruined it. Oh, how's it a surprise? Totally ruined. <laughs> anyway, so that happened, and I got kind of hired to do another job today, and this is happening. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers to a good a day. Solid day. Yes. There you go. Oh man. Oh, I know. I'm fucking up. Uh, here, let me drink your water. There we go. That'll work. Cheers to water. All right. Water. Well, I guess we'll allow a water cheers yeah, yeah, on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, what's the third beer that you would like us to try? Um, well, I was thinking maybe we'll do a couple small tasters. Dope. Um, okay. So we can do we can do one of our sours. All right. Tart Noir, and then uh, La Suerte, which is our seven year anniversary beer. Cool. Um, so we'll do a couple tasters of that. 
beautifully dark beers yes. in front so, of us. Very um, excited about this. Which ones are which? So we're going to start with the one in your left hand, which is Tarte Noir. Tarte uh, Noir. Ooh. And that is a sour black beer. Sour so, black? I don't think I've ever had a sour cheers black beer. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Have you ever had a sour black beer? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, wow. Oh, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, and it's it's a low ABV beer too. It's four point nine. Really? Um, so yeah, like you get a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is kind of candy like or a little bit fruity, um, tart. Yeah. You get a little bit of that like, you know, roast kind of character in there. Maybe yeah. like a yeah. little dark chocolate or coffee hint, but that's not the main flavor component. It shifts from that pretty quickly through to like a little bit of like like kind of um like a like a lemon candy sort of yeah for sure i get that yeah, flavor yeah, yeah. for um, sure and then just good, like a man. clean finish light body just kind of easy drinking yeah, really yeah. it doesn't yeah. it's not like um it doesn't feel too filling you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah, yeah. that's nice um, man so yeah this is one of our uh we have three like core sour beers so these are yeah. beers that that we produce kind of year-round like we're, we're always producing these three different beers cool. well this one tart noir sour black beer um equinox a, a sour blonde ale and then uh yearling which is a sour red ale okay and you know we're, we're always making those yeah. and uh generally we're releasing at least one of those three is being released about every two months, uh, two to three months. So um, at any point throughout the year, you should be able to get at least one sour beer from us at any nice. time if you're here. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you get more than one option. So. This is cool. I don't usually like sour beers, honestly, um, most, most of the time. But this is like, I feel like I could drink a few of these like i feel like after most sour beers i've had in the past i drink one and i'm like i'm, I'm good like yeah i mean uh, uh one of the as far as you know we talked a little bit about what who we are as, as a brewery and like our identity are like more about our, our philosophy but yeah as far as like beers um you know as a brewery, we are more about, you know, balanced, balanced beers. So obviously, you know, a sour beer, it's out of balance in a way because you have this, this acidity, this kind of tartness to it. But like using the, the, like using the, the, the scope of balance, as you look at the beer, the idea being that if there's some tartness there, that needs to be balanced out. It can't just be all tart. It can't be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It can't be like to the point where it's giving you a stomach ache, or <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. your teeth are like getting cavities. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're watching While yourself you're get cavities. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so so the, just that idea of balance, and and nice. if it's a nice. really strong beer, we still have to balance all the components so that it's enjoyable to drink. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. at the end of the day, you. That's the idea. You, yeah, you exactly. gotta have an enjoyable experience with it. So we're gonna get into our last topic, and before you answer, we're gonna talk about this beer, the on the one on the right. Okay. We're gonna call it for now. It's gonna be mysterious for a few minutes. <laughs> so uh, our last topic is always the little things. The little thing. 
And you need uh, like some little tag music, like. I was thinking about that on the way here. I was like, <laughs> we, we have little jingles for certain things that we, we do. We should. We should. Yeah. We end up doing some regular shit yeah, yeah. on the show. That's true. True story. Um, um, do you want us? Did you think of yours yet? Nope. Mm. But you got yours. I do have mine. So <laughs> mine is when you text somebody or email somebody and they have a they have their read receipts on so you know when they read your text or email yep and the little thing the thing i i appreciate is when they actually respond in a timely manner exactly exactly but if you see it and they like you know that they read it or you know this person particularly is at work in front of their computer and they don't email you back. That's that's not the little thing. Like no. that the little thing is responding. <laughs> It'd be like us like, talking and then me walking away yeah, mid just like, oh fuck you. I'm sorry. You know like, like oh okay, cool. Someone else you is know? talking to me over here, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a little thing. Uh, responding in a timely manner when people know that you've read it. I know. But also to add to that, why you got your read receipt on? Yeah, like why? Who does that? Why are you gonna if you're not gonna respond just to somebody? Off, just turn it off. <laughs> who does the read? Because like, I mean, it's it's I, quite frankly, it's like a mom thing. You it know? is. It's like one of those things where you like you expect your mom who doesn't know shit about technology to turn that on to know that it's you like, saw her text. It's like they you want know? you to know they're an asshole. Yeah. Like yeah. they want you to know like. It, mm. it is especially if you have something pressing and they know that it's coming and you're like. I need you to respond, and then you see the it's red. You, sh- you should, yeah. If you are <laughs> potentially not going to answer people quickly, if, you know, if you're busy or whatever, yeah. just turn that shit off. Turn man. that shit off. Turn that yeah. shit off. Because like Facebook don't give you an option, do, do they? No, no. You if Facebook really fucks you because yeah. if you get an invite to something and you look at the invite but don't say you're going or maybe or whatever it says you looked at you've it. read the invite yeah that's yeah. that's bad because yeah. i i say that i don't see those invites but i do and i yeah, just yeah, ignore yeah. them your old People roommate go, i know you saw it yeah you're lying to me yeah, exactly uh, yeah. exactly your old roommate did that party like recently i totally clicked on the thing and didn't put anything well good you know good <laughs> that was uh, per- that was yeah. on purpose though hmm <laughs> my my little thing my little thing is oh and I think I said this before you can't double up but I don't think I said it like this all right uh when a stranger like compliments you I don't think you've said this okay well I'm saying it now someone should make a record of this 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 is a very subtle nice thing to do to somebody and and like I don't know like when men and women do it like when a man does it to a woman it can be creepy okay it can be creepy you know like like we gotta do it in the right so context what is this you gotta do it in the context <laughs> like yeah. like like obviously I don't know stranger people don't like it or like, like a stranger yeah like, like a stranger a friend comes, of a friend like okay say you're a woman you're walking down the street and all of a sudden some dude just comes up and is like dang you fine that's, 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 that's a weird. cat call, though. That's weird. Technically. But yeah, it's kind of a creepy. compliment. Yeah, that's creepy. I mean, kind that, of. So, what but is, so in you're a worse saying... sense. But oh, what yeah. I'm saying is, like in my scenario, um, let's just say I'm wearing a dope-ass shirt that day. And they say, right. that's a cool shirt. Or, 
actually, speaking of somebody taking advantage of my little thing, this. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> somebody took advantage of you. Okay. You just. I set myself up for that one. But. Just like saying. someone, someone. I used to live downtown, uh, uh, downtown Los Angeles, uh-huh. and uh, I was walking on the street. Some dude just like straight up said, "Damn, I like those shoes. Those are dope ass shoes." And I was like, "Well, they're just like normal ass Nikes. Like I don't know why you." I was like, "Thank you." By the way, would you want to give money for my charity? Because I'm da 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 da. And I was like, "Dang, uh, yeah. I thought you genuinely meant you like my shoes, no. but you took advantage of my little thing." But but if someone genuinely means it, I like, think that's dope. Like a random yeah. compliment. Because so it's a it's random like, compliment. It's a, yeah, random random compliment. Of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. So like uh, hold on a sec. Like that. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. That's awesome. That's an awesome tower. Want to introduce this one before you say yours? Okay. So this beer is called La Suerte, and it's our seven-year anniversary beer. We celebrate our anniversaries in January because. Our brewing anniversary was in November of 2009. Our tap room opened in February of 2010. So we just figured after the holidays, after everyone's, <laughs> after that mess is done, then we'll celebrate and it'll, it'll be, and it's somewhere in between the two. All right. So anyways, we just celebrated it. This beer is a, uh, we're calling it an Imperial Mexican Stout. So seven year anniversary, we figured we'd make it a 14% alcohol beer. Jesus. Just Ooh. because. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, and then it's an imperial Mexican stout, so it's it's a, a big ass stout with um, the the Mexican components are uh, cinnamon, chocolate, chili, vanilla, Ooh. and then we used uh, flaked corn in the in the mash. Oh, cool. So kind of trying to get as many elements in there as we could. So kind of a, cheers this one up. Cheers, guys. Thank you for this. Cheers to you guys, seven years deep. Thank you. That's a milestone, my dude. Mm. Ooh, that's spicy. It's chewy. Ooh, that's spicy. It's a big one. Yeah. It got some kick on the back end. I taste that 14, though. Yeah. Taste that 14. It's a a big one. And it doesn't, um, I mean, for me, it sort of disguises the alcohol more than like I don't feel like yeah. if you think about drinking like a like a glass of a big wine like a Zinfandel or something you you, you right away you feel it's you know the alcohol like the legs if you swirl right. the glass around it's like you see the alcohol there and if you, when you drink it it's like oh yeah that's that's big but I don't know I feel like there's some the other elements in this beer kind of help hide that the body yeah. helps hide it a bit for sure um, you know some of that, those spicy cinnamony vanilla notes kind of help disguise it a little too it's like ooh, chocolate oh, yeah i'm getting yeah. this i'm getting that and then it's like oh that's a nice I'm combination drunk, man <laughs> now i'm drunk damn now i, didn't I can't even taste notice. anything <laughs> i feel so. like the end of it like kind of tastes like it's almost like an um like a whiskey barrel aged for you some know, reason I don't probably um so this is not whiskey barrel age no i know that but, but I, it's probably um like the vanilla that's that's yeah. vanillin is a is a component that you know comes out of wood like mm. you put a, a beer 
without vanilla beans in it, you put it in, a, in an oak barrel, a lot of times you'll get this vanilla character out because vanillin is a flavor compound that's, that's actually in the wood. And, and, yeah, right. so, it's, um, so that's probably part of these little yeah. flavor threads. You know, some of the, the roastiness, some of the alcohol, some of that might also yeah, be yeah. kind of... I'm getting all sorts of... Like, getting, every sip, I'm getting, getting something different. Yeah. It's like... Ooh, it's complex. That very complex beer. <laughs> it's, uh, and this one we put into cans as well, because everyone loves cans these days. Um, I mean, we like them too. They're, they're really fun, actually. It's, it's nice to change up the, the, the format. It's nice to... Uh, Put beer into a format that's really easy to transport, and and um, yeah, you know, I, you know there's n- nothing against bottles. Like bottles are great too, but love bottles. Um, love them. Yeah, but you know, yeah. this is a fun, different format. Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Uh, so, your little thing. You got one? Yeah. What's your little thing? Oh, my little thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. When you mentioned it to me, I was just thinking like. You know, grateful for the little things. I was just gonna say I'm grateful for this this team we have here. It's it's such a hey like hardworking, you know, awesome uh, crew of people. And uh, yeah, so I, I didn't. I'm not in the same necessarily realm as you guys were for yours. But uh, no, that's, that's dude, what I got. That's, that's mine, dude. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. No, uh, we always have like random like little things that are usually big things, and we call them little big things. Yeah, but yeah. teamwork and the fact that you guys Having got like a solid crew, I feel like that's crew. that's a good. I mean, just finding the right the right group. It sounds like you have the right group for what you guys are doing. Yeah, and like that is that's a little thing. Like you you or but it you know it is a big thing at the same time. It is. I mean, it's it's just I guess you know appreciating those things that that are just part of your everyday life because. When it's part of everyday life, a lot of times you just overlook it. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? of course. Or it's just, hey, this is my routine. This is what I do. This is, and you, you just kind of forget about it, and it, you know, you maybe take it for granted or something. But, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. That's why, that's why we started the little things. It's like we we're, <laughs> we're just catching ourselves being psyched on like little ass stuff that happened throughout the day the or week like, or the day you know yeah yeah and it was like man we should make this a topic because everyone can relate to that like some little thing that happened to them yeah or it's a good idea yeah. a little aspect of their life that you know like what you just said like i don't know i'm psyched i'm psyched on my friend group too but i mean i feel like you're you guys got like a family here like it's I mean, you guys got paintings of yourselves on the wall. It's like, it's, <laughs> no. it's rad, Dude. you know? It's like a gallery of awesome, like, right here. Yeah, I mean, we try to keep keep it a, a, a close-knit family vibe here. I mean, that's cool. I dig it. I dig it. It's very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um... You got any last things you want to say? Yeah. No, thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for, oh, you know, yeah. including you. me and, and Eagle Rock Brewery on this. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I right, yeah, appreciate it, man. And thank you for sharing all this stuff. Like, I know that your your whole vibe is to create a beer community and create uh, a knowledge about the beers that you create, yeah. and that's what we're about. So it was dope to like be able to you know share that with you. And yeah, yeah. Do you guys awesome. have any uh, anything? Com- well, I mean, besides to the Valentine's mission. thing that we talked about earlier, women's beer form. When's the next be- women's beer form? Uh, it will be the fifteenth. 
So the, actually, the day after our video game Valentine's Day thing. Cool. Uh, so go check out those. It's usually uh, typically it's the third Wednesday of every month. Okay. So. Cool. So go go. We'll come here. Check those out. Yeah. Um, you guys got social media, right? Yeah, we're uh, Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Rock Brew. Okay. And uh, Facebook uh, Eagle Rock Brewery. Um, yeah. Dope. Awesome. All right. Um, Drew, what are you up to? Ooh, so your boy will be at the Grammys <laughs> Sunday. Uh, uh, I'll be filming Grammy stuff until then. Um, you can see fun posts about that on at Drew Pazley, D-R-E-W-P-A-S-L-A-Y. Yeah, and uh, shit, I'm going to be putting this up. By the time you hear it, uh, it'll be on Friday the 10th. Cool. Um yeah, I mean, I guess you I, got a I new have show. Some, yeah, but I it's tell oh, them about yeah, the show. Okay, I'll tell them about the show. So, um, I associate produced a show called Hunted on CBS, and it's happens to be doing really well. So, go check out my Congrats. team that I was with. Thanks, man. Uh, it was uh, I was with English and Stephen, uh, English and Stephen King to be exact. Ooh, which is, yeah, that's really very weird. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. Um, very challenging, very hard. Go check it out. It's on Wednesdays on CBS. I think it's 7. I think that's the time. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Uh, it's ep- episode, they just debuted on episode 4. Uh, I think we're going an 8-episode season. So you guys can see where they end up. Um, if they get caught or not, I know you don't. So Ooh, don't say anything. I know you tipsy right now. Do not tell them the ending of your show. I can't tell them nothing. You know how bad I'll get sued. Yeah, you you'll be destroyed. Oh, it would be ridiculous. But anyways, uh, I'm super proud of that. Go check them out. Um, they also have a thing on all the social medias. Go check that stuff out. Um, we're gonna be doing a new thing. Uh, starting next week so we'll keep you guys updated on that and me and Drew are filming a part that we're going to try to get out by the time this season's done and before I leave for Nashville we got to thank Eagle Rock Brewery yeah thank you Eagle Rock thank you thank Thank you you guys uh, uh, Jeremy and Chelsea and and everybody here who are very accommodating yeah Uh, this place is dope you guys should definitely come see it Drink their beers. The beers are tasty as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. that. The yeah, wine of the wine of beers. The, yeah, the wine of it. That barrel aged. That barrel aged yeah. union. Ooh. That's 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 my that's favorite. That that's our favorite. Cool. Quick Sixer has put a stamp on <laughs> barrel aged <laughs> union. I think I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> Bow. Hey guys, it's Pat from Quick Sixer. We want to help out our friend Charlie, who has type 1 diabetes. This is not a curable thing right now, and we are going to insert a link in our show notes so you can help his dad, Kevin, fight the good fight and get this thing a cure because nobody should have type 1 diabetes. Thanks.